Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Christine, and I am in this amazing little spot. I've been here for about 10 days. Those of you who are watching me on video can see these epic windows out the back. I am cocooned in nature, uh, and I have this beautiful river on one side of my spot, and I have this side-facing sort of mountain on the other with all these ferns growing and so I'm in this amazing cocoon of a place and been hanging out here in Canada for the last week and a half or so visiting my older children and my kids who I miss so much. It's been amazing to see them and um, you know today I want to come to you and just talk about how to break Free. Like, we are you ready to break free from all this heaviness and all this seriousness? I don't know if anyone else out there, I'll be the first one to raise my hand. Anybody else out there ever get so serious about things, so weighed down? Like, all you are doing is fixing problems. It feels like you wake up and you are just a professional problem solver. And you wake up and you're automatically thinking about what do I get to fix today? What's broken? And even if you start creating, even when you get into your creative brain, it feels like it gets heavy. It gets serious really fast. And then you start stressing about the fact that you're not creating fast enough or you're not building the right way. And and we get up in our heads. We get up in our heads. So it's been a conversation that's been coming up a lot. You know, I hear this a lot. I am up in my head. I can't get out of my head. I just can't stop fixating on this thing. I can't stop ruminating. (laughs) Ruminating, I should look up the meaning of that word exactly because you know I love to study the meaning of language. But when we're ruminating on something, it's like you're meditating, you're turning it over, you're obsessing about it. And as I said to one of my clients recently, I'm like, you know, you are an amazing, amazing meditator because he was having some struggles with controlling issues or feeling like he was controlling and trying to fix and was really struggling. And by the way, you know, if you're listening to this, you know who you are, you're not alone because I hear this so many of us that really struggle with, you know, control issues. Like I just need to to be in charge. I need to be large and in charge. I need to know. I know what's happening. I need to know what's coming up next. And I just can't help myself. You know, I just want to help. And I want to just say, stop. You know, if we can't, we are so good at controlling the, the external factors sometimes, right? We want to try to control everything, but we know we really don't have that much control over the external. That's why we get frenetic. That's why we get anxious. But if we can spend that much time and energy and focus controlling the external, what if we can shift that and begin to control the internal, our thoughts, our internal environment, our emotions, our atmosphere? 
wow, what a game changer that would be. You know, people say, I don't have, I can't, I can't control myself. I can't control my emotions, but you're really just trying to control the external all the time. So you're actually really good at controlling, right? So how about we shift our focus? Um, all of that to say, you know, when we get into this heaviness or this seriousness around things, I gotta catch myself a lot. We really lose sight of the very things that we're fighting for, that we're working towards, that the whole reason why we got involved with this in the first place, you know? And um, I've been thinking about this a lot as I've been going through my own journey of growth and I've been cocooning here, like I mentioned. I sense there's gonna be some new things rolling out. You guys stay tuned. We're gonna be doing some upgrades to the show I'm excited about. But as I'm wrapping up the books, the book that I've been working on, and we're starting to work on edits, and I'm starting to think about what does this next season look like, I notice that I, I can get very serious. And so I know a lot of the pictures I post on social, or if you guys follow me on social, I'm playing a lot. I play in the jungle. I play in the forest. I play in the river. You know, you, I post these pictures because play has become such a huge part of my life, but it has become an essential part of my life. Because my other tendency is to get so serious about things, right? To get in my vortex, head down, and just get so focused on what I'm trying to create or what I'm trying to build that I really forget the fun. I forget the joy. I become disconnected from it. And i got to be honest that when I get in that space, I do not enjoy the process. I start to resent it. It starts to feel like a burden. And my own journey has taught me the power the power of play to combat, to break free from this overwhelming sense of seriousness and this weight. What if work, what if our work can be really fun? Truly, not just saying that, but what if our work can be really fun and really playful and we can also do deep, meaningful work, impactful work, right? What if we get to do it different? And what I wanna talk about today is play. I want to talk about our inner child. So many of us, we get disconnected from parts of ourselves. We get to know one side of ourselves really, really well, right? And that becomes our persona. That becomes a mask we wear. That becomes a person we present to the world. And we forget the other parts of us. So today I want to invite, you know, that the other part of you that maybe has gotten neglected for a really long time, you've been shoving aside that inner child to come out today and let's just have a conversation for a minute here. Because, like, the, our inner child has a love language, okay? Those of you who have done the love languages test, maybe you've taken it and you're like, you know what your love language is? Some of us are touch, some of us are words of affirmation, some of us is acts of service, quality time, that's mine, you know? Um, what's the other one? Gifts. <laughs> Gifts is the lowest, that's why I forget about it. But we have a love language. But I would say that our inner child, our inner child's love language that some of us have really, a lot of us, not some of us, so, so many of us have forgotten to speak this love language of our inner child is play. Play with me. Our inner child says, hey, want to play? And we're like, no, I don't have time. I don't have time to play right now. I'll do it later. I'll play after. I'll do A, B, C, D, E. And we have this long list of things before we will give ourselves permission to play to rest, to relax. We say this to our kids, right? Our inner child's love language is, will you play with me? 
Will you laugh with me? Can we laugh about this? There was something funny. Somebody just cracked a joke. You hear kids, you know, there's laughter. When children are at ease, laughter is present. When the child is at ease and the child is allowed to be a child, there's play present, right? There's a playfulness. Your inner child's love languages, will you imagine with me? Will you dream with me? Can we pretend that we are conquering the world? Can we go on adventures together? Will you go on an adventure with me? Well, let's, let's pretend that we're firefighters. Let's go to the moon. Let's, let's go conquer those lands. Let's go on an adventure. Your inner child's love language is, will you give me lots of hugs? Will you tell me that you love me like all the time? <laughs> will you love me today and tomorrow and later and I love you more? Will you hug me? Will you take care of me? Will you sing with me? Will you dance with me? Can we be silly? Y'all, those of you watching, you can see I got my new drum here in the background. I got a new drum. I'm so excited because my inner child wanted to play more, wanted to learn music, wanted to play with music, wanted to intuitively learn music, interestingly, not even like through sheet music or anything, but just to feel the drum and just to be intuitive and playing with whatever felt like it wanted to come through. Our inner child wants to just build stuff because it's fun to build things. You know, our inner child wants to create just because it's fun to paint. It's fun to create things just because that's what creative beings do. We create, that's what builders do. We build, we build stuff, right? Watch a child build a little castle, build a Lincoln log house, and I just dated myself, right? They build things, hopefully our children are still playing with their hands, our grandchildren, our children are still playing with their hands. And when you observe a child building a sand castle or playing at the park, they're always trying to stack things and play with things and create things. Hopefully, if the child is allowed to be imaginative and playful and get their hands dirty, our inner child says, hey, want to just sit on the grass with me and look at the flowers? Look for a four-leaf clover in the grass. Just stop. Look. Can you roll over with me and look up at the sky and look up at the stars? And can we imagine that we live on the stars? Let's try to look at the constellations. Let's just sit here. You know, recently I was coaching a client I was on a coaching call, and again, I do this exercise often, uh, and it's always so powerful, so telling. And I asked him, he was in a, he's been in a turmoil, like some of us are just in these wilderness seasons. We go through really hard things, and we're struggling. And again, this is the work I do, right? I help people break free of the things that are heavy, the chains that bind us, you know, generational patterns, generational wounds, just the heaviness on our hearts. I help people break free from the old ways of thinking, the old ways of operating, and really start to embrace, A, more of who they are, remember more of who they are, embrace the unknown, which is a space of creation, and really step into saying yes to more life, to more love, to more connection. Because when we get heavy and we get blocked and we're just so used to operating in one identity in one way, it really blocks our ability to create anything new. So recently I was speaking to someone who was in a wilderness season and, and I said, you know, when someone feels heavy like that, they just can't see past the current situation. I want to tell those of you listening, no amount of logic 
No amount of logic is going to get through to that person. No amount of logic is going to get through to us. If that's me, I'm not going to talk myself into a different state. I could try. It's going to be really difficult. But we're not logical creatures. You know, Jim Quick says that. He is the author of Limitless, a great book. If you guys have not read it, he says we are biological. We're not logical. And I've really been leaning into this more and more this week as I've been sharing more of these high-performance principles and modalities and practices with my clients to get back into our biology, to begin to shift our biology, to begin to shift our state, and to remember more of who we are, more layers of ourselves, right? Not just this one-dimensional part of us that maybe we get to know one face of us, but do I know more of myself? So when we try to do this with logic, I knew I wasn't going to get through with logic. And we have to shift state. We have to get into our biology. So I knew also that, you know, when somebody is, is trying to fix everything and ruminate on everything and is just obsessing about everything, we have to get out of our heads. We have to break the pattern, break free of the pattern. And we got to get into our hearts. We got to get into our bodies. We got to get back into play, a state of play, right? Which seems so foreign and so far away. So I asked, I said, hey, you want to play a game? You want to play a game with me? And uh, <laughs> a little bit re resistant, right? I ask, I ask a lot of my clients that on coaching calls, by the way. I say, hey, you guys, let's play a game. Hey, let's play a game. We're having the women's retreat next week, by the way. Beautiful ladies coming down. We're going to be playing a lot. And uh, it's so interesting when somebody says, hey, want to play a game? Or, hey, want to play whatever? I ask my husband all the time, want to go play tennis? You know, play golf. We live on the golf course. We have tennis. And we like to, we like to play together. How do you react when somebody asks you if you want to go play? Like, play what? For what? <laughs> what are we going to play? Is it a competition? Are we going to win something? Do you know how to play? One of the things I ask people often is, can you remember yourself 10 years ago? Right? Maybe you're 50 now. Can you remember yourself 10 years ago when you were 40? And how did you view yourself? Like, what were you thinking about? What were you doing? You know, and, and a lot of people, and, and this man was saying, I see myself working. You know, I was working, I was busting my butt, I was getting things done. Well, let's go back 10 years before that, you know. Uh, a decade before that, what were you doing? I was working, I was getting shit done, I was busting my butt. Let's go back 10 years before that. What do you see yourself? What's the first image that you see of yourself? I was working, <laughs> busting my butt, getting things done all the way back to childhood. And we keep going back down this timeline and we say, can you see yourself as a kid? Can you remember being a child? What is the first memory? Is it like you doing chores? Is it getting yelled at for not doing chores? Is it, you know, getting in trouble for sitting down having an ice cream when you should have been sweeping the floor? Is it that you were outside doing work around the house? Or was it that you were laughing and running in the garden and playing or whatever? What is the typical memory? And what often happens here is that people can't remember themselves playing, laughing, having fun, like really being free. We forget. Sometimes that means we really did not have a lot of permission to have freedom, to explore, to be vocal, to be expressive as a child, you know, depending on what your household was like. But sometimes we just have gotten disconnected from that part of us because another part of us began to get affirmation, love, significance out of being a performer, a hard worker, a worker bee, a man or a woman who just makes things happen. And I thought it was so profound when he said that because I could relate to that. And this is literally what my entire book is about, is this identity that we become by being someone 
who is a hard worker, who just performs, who solves problems, who fixes things, the fixer. You know, I have another beautiful client. Again, if you're listening, you know who you are. Nickname, her nickname was the fixer, right? And we get these identities and they just become such a part of who we are that sometimes we have difficulty connecting to, remembering that there's also other parts of us, playful parts of us. And it can feel so foggy when we close our eyes. We can't even make that image out. We can't remember. It seems like so foggy and far away. And I want to invite you, if you're listening to the podcast now, like, who were you 10 years ago? Who were you 20 years ago? Can you remember 30 years ago? Maybe some of you even 40 years ago? As far back as you can go. Do you see yourself when you recall those memories? Do you see yourself? as someone who played often, who was free, who could sing, who could dance, who could roll around, who could look for four-leaf clovers, who was creating and building just because that was fun, not because it was a project to do that you had to do, right? And a lot of us can't. We've just forgotten this part of us. So I want to encourage you today to remember that When you start remembering and getting to know those lost parts of you, those neglected parts of you, those parts of you that kind of got locked away in the closet, were not allowed to be shown because maybe you you had a really serious household that was really academically driven, performance driven, work driven. Maybe you had a household where it wasn't okay to be expressive, right? To have your own opinions and, and everybody had to sort of believe the thing and everything was black and white. If you did not grow up in environments like this, there's going to be a lot of resistance to that inner child, that playful state of childlike wonder, which we are called to be in, you know, as a kingdom leader is remain childlike, you know, have that awe and wonder and childlike nature. We can be powerful leaders, powerful leaders inside of our family. We can be leaders who serve with a heart of gold and also have a playful spirit, a playful heart. You know, can we sit down and and crack a joke at ourselves? Can we be humble and not take things seriously? Do we know how to go out and be silly um, with our kids, our grandkids, with our friends? Can we just take a moment, a beat when we feel heavy and say, you know what, time to go infuse some play so I can get some balance, some some integrity back in. I want to share that play has been a huge, huge part of not only my healing, my growth, getting to know more parts of myself and also to really unlock so much creativity, innovation in my life. And it's the one area that I see people really, 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 besides slowing down, (laughs) they kind of go hand in hand actually. I see so many resisting, unwilling to slow down. I talk about that one a lot because we have this idea that if, if we go faster, we'll get more done and we just can't afford to slow down. We also get the idea that if we play, we're somehow slacking off. We're being lazy, right? We're being irresponsible. And I would like to suggest that the exact opposite is actually true. When we get too serious and too heavy and too much in our head and we become too burdened with responsibility, we actually don't show up responsibly anymore. We lose sight of the things that matter most. We lose connection to the heart. And when we lose connection to the heart, we lose connection in relationship to one another. We lose connection to ourselves. We lose connection to God. We lose connection to nature. We lose connection to beauty and wonder and awe. And we fail to see the miracles that are showing up under our nose every single day. We fail to see how God is already working in our life. We fail to see the beauty in what other people are doing or saying 
because we have this veil that is blocking us from really seeing through those eyes of someone who is creative. So we look at for what's wrong, what's broken, what needs to get fixed, what's not working. So as I wrap today, I want to encourage you that as you begin to play with your inner child, that sense of childlike wonder and awe, maybe this is a very familiar part of yourself and you're very tuned in and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm like all about that, right? I'm not talking about being childish. I'm talking about being childlike. And there's a difference between being a child who gets locked up and is having tent temper tantrums that needs to always demand to get their way and feels unseen and so they have to scream and fight. We can be childish. We can be locked up and be acting childish in our relationships and things like that because we're sort of being locked at the age that we, we got hurt. Or we can maintain childlike wonder as we grow, as we heal. And that's what I'm talking about today. So today's podcast is short and sweet, but I want to encourage you guys to get out there, to play, really to play a bit more, to experiment with, with being creative simply because you are a creative being without having to have an attachment to it being perfect or having to look a certain way or having to have a specific outcome, right? Um, as you do this, you discover more layers of yourself. And when you are in creative states, new things become unlocked, new solutions, right? It's like amazing how many inventions were actually found during dream states of creativity or actual dream states, which is us coming back into that theta state, that dream state, childlike wonder. So whether we're actually dreaming in bed and we can remember our dreams, which is a powerful practice, or we can be in those states even when we're awake. So... I want to just ask you today, you know, what is your inner child? You know, that little boy, that little girl inside. If you, if you really to tap into him or her, you know, how well do you know her? You know, do you give them room to express themselves, to, to share what's on their heart? What do they need to hear? You know, what, is, what would make your inner child come alive? You know, can you get into a state of play and really just get curious about whatever wants to come through? as you create from that place, as you connect from that place. I'm a big believer that couples that play together can be light together, can have fun together, have amazing relationships. I mean, it's so true for, for us. We know we got times when we're serious. We got our warrior vibes when we're like king and queen vibes, you know, but we can be king and queens that, that also know how to play together. So one of my favorite things right now, those of you who, you know, you can see I've got my drums, I got my uh, new drum back here, I, like I mentioned, I have decided to teach myself, teach myself intuitively just to play at night. You know, how many of us at night, we just go and like sit by the TV, watch Netflix, uh, go through the motions. What if you interrupted your pattern? So one of the ways that I'm doing this is actually using my evenings to do some drumming. Uh, sometimes we have a fire pit going. Sometimes we're in the family room. We get some background tunes on. We're releasing some new music, some new songs, and it's just so fun to be in the state. I had my kids over the other night and got them involved, and, and it's just really cool to see what comes through. And it's funny that as I'm drumming, it's not about the drumming, but new creative ideas are flowing. New levels of clarity are flowing because I'm activating the sides of my brain that are creative, that are solutions-oriented, that can see what I could not see when I was locked up in beta frequencies all up in my head right? Trying to solve the problem that I thought was in front of me. So if you want to shift gears, this is like 
brain gym work, right? This is working with your biology. This is state shifting work. It's also identity work. We get to work on so many levels when we come back into play. So I'm going to wrap that here today. We're going to keep it short and sweet. Where do you get to have more play in your life? Where do you get to have more play in your life? And if you had more play in your life, what would be different about it, right? If you had more genuine play with your children, if you had more genuine play with your spouse, if you had more genuine play just with yourself, right, to go explore. That's why I love to snow ski, water ski, go for hikes. This is my play. I love to play in nature. But whatever that is for you. And how do you feel right now as I'm even talking about this? Is it like, oh my gosh, no, I just need another strategy, another tactic to go double my business or do this or that, you know, this is a strategy. This is a strategy. It's to be more of who you are, more of who we're created to be, right? And I want to close by reminding us that we can be wildly playful, wildly creative, wildly innovative, wildly productive, wildly fulfilled all at the same time. And that's the space that I want to play more and more in. So I invite you to join me. Join me. Uh, tap into that inner child. Let's start speaking more about child's love language, by the way. More I love you. It's like, when was the last time you stood in front of the mirror and said, I love you? I, I posted something the other day where I was like, you know, I am still shocked by the number of men and women who tell me that they never heard the words, I love you, from their parent. In fact, even when my mother and I were driving up here on the 12-hour road trip from North Carolina to Canada, and we were chatting, we had some great conversations. She even said to me that she never heard her mother tell her that she loved her. She's like, I knew she loved me. She worked hard. You know, she was typical Italian Nona, but the words I love you were not spoken. My husband, same thing. He doesn't deny it. He knows that he was loved, but he never heard those words from his father. So many clients I work with. This is the core thing. And I want to say, I want to suggest that when we don't hear those words, as a child, when our inner child did not hear those words, we might know, but there's a difference between knowing you're loved and feeling loved. There's a difference. And there's a difference when we don't hear it of whether or not we can speak it into ourselves and really receive the love, receive those words from someone else. So I want to make sure that I tie that in today, that as we tap more into our inner child, part of it is really like, can you give yourself some credit. Can you give yourself some love? Can you tell yourself, like, hey, I love you. You're doing a great job. I'm so proud of you, right? Just like you would to a kid. What did you, what did you need to hear? I feel very fortunate because I was very playful as a kid, and I was allowed to, to run and be wild and free and all the things and really have given myself permission just to be more of her. And when I am, beautiful things show up in my world. But, you know, how do you speak to yourself, right? Are you a harsh critic? Are you constantly beating yourself up? Or can you really say loving things, kind things, and actually receive them and say, hey, thanks, it feels good. It feels good to hear I love you. It feels good to, to hear that I'm proud of you. It feels good to have permission to slow down when I actually have a deep wound, right? Something that's hurting my heart right now, something that's hurting me, and give myself the time to sort of clean out that wound, right? Instead of just suck it up buttercup get up let's keep going not to sit here and have a pity party but to have a moment to say you know what this hurts I just I need to sit here I need to heal the wound I need to to take care of this and to be taken care of for a minute 
and then I'll get back up and play again. I'll get back up and get at it again. But giving ourselves permission, right? And uh, how we were treated as a child and how we continue to have a relationship with that part of us really shows how we treat ourselves and how we treat others. So I want to leave you with that today. I suggest a little bit more play in our life. What does it look like? Hey guys, if you're listening to this, I'd love for you, if you're watching this on YouTube, to comment below. I want to hear from you. If you're listening to the podcast, connect with me over at thechristinejewel.com. Send me a message. I want to know how this is landing for you. And lastly, as I drop out, I want to invite you to join me for a live masterclass I'm hosting on how to thrive in chaotic times as a kingdom-minded leader. We have a live masterclass coming up in September the live class is going to be September 19th. There will be replays available if you're listening to this podcast afterwards. We are going to make the master class available, but you definitely want to be there for the live because it has a different energy about it. We do some Q&A. I do different things when I'm live with the people, and we have some awesome uh, assessments that we're doing in person for people who are registering ahead of time if it's the right fit for you. So. Five characteristics of leaders who really multiply and prosper. How to thrive in chaotic times. It is no, there is no doubt that we are in chaotic times. There's a lot of confusion in the world. There's a lot of people that are ungrounded. A lot of people are contracting. But if you are a kingdom-minded leader, you know that we were created for such a time as this. We are called to multiply when others are contracting. We're, con we're called to be multipliers in a world that is designed to contract. You are not called to be burnt out, stressed out, sedated, numbed out, sacrificing the things that matter most. You are called for deep, meaningful relationships, thriving bodies, a spirit that is connected to the heart of God, an impact in this world. That's what you're called for. You are, your first mandate, my first mandate, was to multiply and prosper in all areas of life, not just one. So if you've been struggling with this, if you feel like you have been maybe multiplying or prospering in one area, but it's costing you every other area, if you are realizing that, hey man, the tides are turning, we are entering a new space, a new era, a new way of doing things, and in fact, what God is here is not working anymore, which, I mean, is so evident. Businesses, industries are being restructured. I'm watching leaders just having to totally just restructure the way they lead inside their organizations as family, as how they lead as couples, right? I really believe that God is doing a thing right now and he is stirring the hearts of men and women. Those of us who know that we were called for such a time as this to be the ones who step out and step up and really do the inner work to bring a new way of doing business, of doing leadership, of doing relationships, love, and even faith spirituality into this world. We've got to break free from a lot of these legalistic, enslaving old world views that are way outdated. And we've got to really reestablish what it means to operate as multipliers in a world that is truly designed to keep people contracting. So if you're interested in that, click on the link below, register for the masterclass. As always, if you want to learn more about coaching, working with me one-on-one, -on -one, you guys can apply to have a breakthrough session with me. Link is below as well. Guys, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. I want to encourage you to go out and say yes, yes, yes to more play. 
Yes to more play in your life. Yes to more of a childlike wonder and a spirit. And yes, you can lead with the heart of a king and still have the playfulness of a child. Until next time, bye for now. God bless you. And uh, here's to living the untamed life. Ciao. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.